Good evening, everyone. Uh, brothers, thank you for being here on this solemnity, on this holy day of obligation. And today we celebrate the church's teaching about the Assumption. That means the very body and soul of the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, the mother of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Friends, the Assumption, of course, happens at the end of Mary's life and marks it. And um, it is recorded, um, in not her passing, uh, but the events of her life. Uh, however, um, the Assumption in, uh, equally marks the beginning of all of us. Her Assumption is the inauguration of an era when, as we heard in the Magnificat, all generations indeed would call her blessed. And for many generations, Catholic Christians, Catholic and Orthodox Christians, uh, have made Mary fit in every human um, need and circumstance. Our hymns and our devotions and our novenas invoking the intercession of our Heavenly Mother cover a wide range of human need, from getting pregnant to having a safe birth to assistance at the hour of death. Folks have asked Our Lady's intercession for better grades in school, <laughs> uh, to find a job, <laughs> for better health, for the conversion of the hearts of their children who are wayward and moved away from the church, to the conversion of the world to her son. And my friends, critics say we overdo the merry thing and in the process steal from her son, his glory, who is our only savior. But that is so limited in thought. On the other hand, uh, we Catholics and Orthodox Christians insist she is the mother of our savior and is our heavenly mother. And so is singularly influential with our Lord um, in this regard. My friends, um, Many traditional representations of the assumption used to show Jesus crowning his mother in heaven. And this symbolic image was intended to show that in the assumption, Jesus gives his mother the most powerful intercessory role on heaven and on earth. My friends, in past times, homilies, especially mine, we've focused on the assumption and we try to explain to you what the Pope did by invoking this and saying, this is a dogma, this is a teaching. And most of the time, all of you just simply got bored. <laughs> the Pope said, blah, 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 and we have to blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I know because I've given homilies on that. Uh, so this evening, I'd rather focus on telling you, here's what the assumption means for you. Because if I tell you this involves you, and this impacts you, and this has something to do with you, you are going to leave this house tonight and you will remember. You won't remember what Pope said what and why he said it and blah, 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 but you're going to remember what I'm about to tell you. Today we should try to see the great privileges of Mary's life, the moments that carry a promise for each one of you. Mary's assumption shows us, first of all, the conclusion of a life of faith and fidelity to God. It is a pledge that full salvation in Christ is available for each one of you. Oftentimes we say, well, God did this for Mary, 
and only for Mary and period. Everything that God has ever done, he does for you. So what he, where Mary has gone, each one of us hope to follow. She has only one work to do, really. And that is to let God's glory and grace shine through her. In the very way she let the Son of God come through her. Now in heaven, she allows his grace and his glory to shine through her. God has ordained that his providence be dispensed through her intercession. If this is her one work in heaven, is it any wonder we turn to her so often? And my friends, I have to tell you, I tell you my experience of Mary. And she has always been there for me. No, I didn't get any visions. And no, she didn't talk to me in my ear. But on my heart, I felt her always. She was always there. When my family was falling apart, she was there. When we were poor and living in the car, she was there. When I suffered cancer, not once but twice, she was there. And what did she do? Exactly what a mother does. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And in the past, uh, I often felt, and I told the people this morning, she often, um, I didn't understand it until older, when I got older, she would often put on my heart, my son wants to talk to you. Would you talk to him? And of course, as my blood mother uh, would say, he's a brat. <laughs> so my response to Mary is no, <laughs> because he wants something from me. <laughs> but she didn't give up. I need you to talk to my son. I need you to talk to my son. And it isn't until recently that I understand what she was up to. You see, I spent most of my time talking to her and not talking to her son. What she wants is for us to talk to her son. In the scriptures, the final words written of her is, do whatever he tells you to do. And what she was trying to get me to do was to talk to him. I talked to her because in Mexican families, that's what we do. We talk to our mothers. <laughs> so I talked to my heavenly mother, not necessarily ignoring her son. But in the end, I found out that's exactly what I was doing. And what she really wanted me to do was to have that relationship with him. And my friends, um, in good times and bad, we can look at a picture of the assumption of Mary and know that um, she is there. But we can look at that picture and we will know that the same reward of a glorious life awaits all of us who are faithful to Christ. Not just on Sunday. If you are just faithful to Christ on Sunday, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. But if you're faithful to Christ every day, what he did for Mary, he will do for you. Every moment of faithfulness which may go unseen by others, is seen by God. And it matters to Him. Every interior struggle against temptation about which the world will never know that you have had to go through, God knows. And it matters to Him. Every good intention that the world misunderstands that you have done or does not care what you have done, is absolutely understood by God. 
and it matters to him. The assumption means that our full and final reward is with God. Mary's assumption gives you and I the reassurance that she is with us in the battles of our life. And if anyone wishes to honor the Blessed Virgin Mary, I learned it the hard way, you must first listen to her son. You must have a relationship with her son, our Savior. And you must take the words of the Magnificat given to Mary and apply it to your life. I want you all to go home and reread it. It's a beautiful hymn, it's a beautiful song, and it sounds pretty to our ears. But there is a fire in the Magnificat. You go and reread it again, because in there what you will find is a revolution of morality, a revolution of social standings, and a revolution of economic justice. Go back and read it. It is filled with fire. It is so much more than a pretty hymn attributed to her. My friends, in the book of Revelation, today's first reading describes a woman clothed in the sun and stars who escapes the destruction of the dragon. The dragon, remember in the book of Revelation, it's filled with symbolisms and, and people think secret codes. and so I'm not going to get into all that nonsense. But it is filled with symbolism. The dragon represents all that is wicked and evil and all that tempts you. And we are told the woman escapes this. My friends, the woman whom it speaks about could mean Israel. The woman it refers to could mean Mother Church. Or simply, the woman they're referring to is Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. The woman of the apocalypse may be all three because Mary is profoundly linked with Israel forever. Mary is profoundly linked to the church forever. She cannot be separated from Israel or from the church. So either way you approach the book of Revelations, I gotcha. At any rate, every generation and every life has its own struggle with the dragon. Each one of you know this. Each one of you will battle a dragon. Some of you will battle them over and over again. And Mary assists us in this battle. Finally, the assumption shows us that the body follows the soul. Are you listening? The body will follow the soul. In the end, our bodies will be raised to be reunited with our soul. In the assumption of Mary, we see that our hope and our limitations and any of our isolations in this world will be healed and will be reconciled and fulfilled in God. God is the answer to all things. All things are reconciled in God. Our second reading, St. Paul put forth that no earthly power has this ability to do this for you. No earthly power is going to last. It is all temporary. And history itself proves that. 
Earthly powers are only temporary. Earthly governments are only temporary because they are, in fact, of the earth. Christ alone will ultimately be victorious because he is the final authority and power, as the reading tells us. He will complete every human life, not by destroying it, but by completing it and by finalizing it in each person's deepest aspirations. The assumption shows us what will happen to those who spend their life being faithful to God. What God did for Mary, he will do for you. Are you understanding? Oftentimes people think Mary is extremely different. You remember, she is created like us. Yes, God did something singularly for her because she was to be the mother of Jesus. But she had free will. She had the ability to say no. But she used her free will to say yes. Always. And to remain faithful. And because of that, she was rewarded. You do that. And you will be rewarded also. So the assumption it's not just about Mary. It's actually about each one of you. My friends, there was a long period of time when Mary was the point of contention among the many Christian denominations. And um, that seems to be disappearing uh, more and more today as many Christians outside of the Catholic and Orthodox uh, understand Mary as a model of discipleship. Uh, for each of us and for the church. She is the greatest disciple of all time. She remained faithful to God in all things. She remained the greatest disciple of her son. And uh, perhaps we do not appreciate Mary's strength and the depth of her character and the actual independence of her spirit. Go back and read the Magnificat carefully and look at the words attributed to this woman. A woman who in her time had no other place but the kitchen. Remember the women in Jesus' time? They didn't have a voice and their only place was to make babies and to stay in the kitchen. Jesus changed that really right quick. So I want you to go back and really look at the Magnificat. I want you to review her life. And what you will see is a woman of great strength, of great integrity, of great faith, of great love. And this is why she becomes such an example for Christians throughout the world. And friends, the assumption shows us that the goal of the entire Christian community and of every person of goodwill is eternal and full communion with God, who is our creator. In her assumption, Mary is the leader of a huge procession of people who will be reunited with God forever. And at any rate, all of us should appreciate, at the very least, the motherhood of God's only begotten Son. And we should all appreciate that as a consequence. God allows her prayers of intercession to dispense his providence in our regard and regards to the world. I told the people this morning 
Do you actually think that Jesus, who is the king of the universe, the Lord of lords, is going to let his mother just sit somewhere in heaven? <laughs> do you actually think that? If you do, you are foolish. What son does not want his mother honored? What son does not want his mother worshipped, not worshipped, but adored and cherished? And when you're Jesus Christ, <laughs> your mother is queen of heaven and earth. So every time we honor Mary, we give God glory. I don't want you ever to forget this. When you honor her, the mother of Jesus Christ, you give God glory. And you make Jesus smile. We should do everything we can to make Jesus smile because the world is oftentimes making him kind of anxiety-ridden <laughs> about things. So my friends, finally, the assumption assures us that in God's eyes, our entire humanity is precious to him and that we are the you, Y-O-U, of Jesus' promise when he said, I will raise you up on the last day. To God be glory and power forever and ever. Amen.